Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. There's the classic saying, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. In the case of our latest guest though, she paved a new path in her large family. What do I mean? Stick around to find out. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. But did you know Team Snap is also a proud partner of the Positive Coaching Alliance? PCA and Team Snap are working together to honor outstanding coaches who promote a positive, character-building youth sports environment. To submit your nominations for the Double Gold Coach Award, visit positivecoach.org backslash awards programs before November 30th. She's too modest to include a hard-earned title, but that tells you so much about Dr. Ashley Gillis. She specializes in injury prevention and return to sports protocols with multiple degrees to back up her expertise. But before we get into her incredible insights on helping athletes be their best, we're gonna spend some time talking to her about growing up in Sacramento in a large family that wasn't into sports. So how did she find her passion and how did her family react? Let's jump in and learn more about Ashley's powerful story. Well, I am so excited to have as a guest today, Ashley Gillis. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Well, Ashley, we know each other not as much directly, but we both consider ourselves a part of the uh, Tovo family, which I know listeners have heard me talk about Tovo in the past and the impact that it's had not only on me as a coach, but also on my son as a young man and an athlete. But before we get into that, Ashley, I really want us to spend some time getting to know you. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and what were some of those things about your childhood that stand out in your mind? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Sacramento, California, and I grew up on a dead end street where there was a basketball hoop at the end and we were always outside playing. So I'm the youngest of five kids. Shockingly, the only one that plays sports. Everybody is into something, but I'm the only one that likes sports. Yeah, my family still lives in Sacramento. My parents are in Idaho, but I grew up just loving sports, mainly soccer and had a lot of fun playing that. So you mentioned that everybody was into something in your family. Tell me more about that. Was that sort of the influence of your parents to make sure that all you kids were doing something outside of the house or what? Yes, probably just to not drive them crazy. But um, my mom is just really into supporting anything that we like. And so for me, like I said, it just naturally was sports. Uh, The sister closest in age to me. We could not be more opposite. She would not leave the house without her tights on and her dress. She currently is a hairdresser, which is perfect for her. So on and so forth. I have another sister who is just infinitely kind and patient. And uh, she's a fantastic mother to two sons. And so we all have our own own thing. And yeah, we've always been supported by both my parents, but especially my mom with whatever we wanted to do. And how old were you when you started to take a liking to sports since you said your siblings really weren't into it? Yeah, I had a friend, actually. I think I was six when I started playing soccer. 
And I played for a year in our AYSO league. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And uh, a friend had moved up to club and we didn't know what on earth that was. But I went with her and did that and just followed her kind of on that journey. And that's kind of how I got into it. And what was it about soccer that you enjoyed so much? I don't even know if I could explain it because honestly, I've played every sport imaginable. I loved basketball. We were always shooting on the hoop in the neighborhood. I've done softball. I did cheerleading for a year, volleyball. Soccer just was the thing that I always did in the backyard. I always had my ball. I was always kicking it against the fence. I was always juggling. Nobody ever had to tell me to do it. For some reason, I just loved doing it. That's so cool. And how old were you when you started to realize like, hey, I'm pretty good at this? Was this pretty quickly? Like when you started at six, seven, eight, or was it a did it take a few years? Yeah, I think I was pretty fortunate. I think right away, honestly. I loved it, which was great. And I think it was just reinforcing that I was fortunately gifted at it. And so I had all the parents saying, Oh my gosh, you're so good. And the coaches, you should play for this team. And so I think I'm just maybe fortunate in that aspect, but kind of right away. How did that get received by your family, though, since you said you don't really come from a sports family? <laughs> what do they think of all this? Yeah, you know, fine. <laughs> I think, honestly, to being the youngest of five, you really mesh with other families. So not in a bad way at all, but my parents sometimes had no idea what I was doing, but I was over at Jill's house and her parents were taking me to things and, and this and that, I think, also just being the youngest of a big family is not always so much that your family even knows or cares what you're doing, but you've got other families that adopt you in and you get to kind of follow them along on their journeys. Did your family come to some of your games? Yeah, my parents for sure. My siblings, no, they're all doing their own thing. Yeah, my dad worked a ton and he would come to games on weekends and my mom was probably at every single game I've ever played. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? Yeah, I think honestly, in high school, I had these two coaches, James and Lee. They were actually from England. So I was in high school and it was really cool because they had their English accents, but they were just fun. And it was kind of a hard year for me because I had just switched clubs. And in switching clubs, I had also gone from being on the A team to the B team. And I think I had a lot of stuff going on in life that I didn't quite realize at that time and wasn't performing very well. And for me, I'm extremely competitive to a fault. My husband beat me at pickleball last month and we did not talk for like the rest of the day. So it's something I'm still working on, but making the quote unquote B team was really hard for me. And I thought that I was going to hate it. And it was almost embarrassing in a way, but I had the opportunity to get coached by these guys and they honestly changed my whole outlook on soccer. So I think I'm actually very fortunate that all of that meshed together and ended up the way that it did. Hmm. Maybe this is related to it, but what was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat? Yeah, just stay resilient, honestly. So my parents, I love them to death, but they both suffer from alcohol addiction. And so in high school, 
I was a little bit older and started to recognize more of that stuff. And so I think it definitely affected the way I was playing, whether or not I knew that it was or not. And so there was just a big change with changing clubs and my parents were going through a hard time and they separated for two years. They're still married. They've been married for 50 years. So they separated for two years in that time, though. And so I was struggling a lot. And typical high schooler, I was kind of like, well, screw you guys. I don't even want to play soccer anymore. And they lovingly but firmly told me, well, that's not an option right now, just because they didn't think I was doing it for the right reasons. And so I played and honestly, Playing for that team was the most fun I've ever had, all of my soccer through college and beyond. And so just keep playing. Like sometimes the circumstances aren't perfect, but you don't know what's going to happen. So just keep resilient and keep playing. If it's the thing you love. And for me, it honestly was still the thing that I loved. Who was an unsung hero from your childhood? Ideally, someone key in your development as a student athlete who's not related to you. Yeah. I don't know if I have one person in, in general. Like I said, being the youngest of five, I was kind of adopted by so many different families. And for me, just team sports was so important and effective in my learning because you are brought up by your teammates. I was actually just working with a sports psychologist who's going to be working with one of my teams. And she taught me this phrase, FOPO. It's fear of other people's opinions. And for female athletes, it's a really prevalent issue. And for me, like the unsung heroes were all my teammates, honestly, because if I had a teammate that said, hey, good job, even when I made a mistake, like, that's okay, get the next one. It really brought me up. And so just knowing that I had that crew of people, and I think that's why I love team sports so much. So can't say there was really like one person, but it's all those teammates that positively brought me up rather than negatively. And like, those are the people that made me keep playing sport. That's the reason why I love sport still. And that's the reason why I coach a certain way that I coach now. What's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? It's a good question. I mean, in high school, I had a hard time with my parents going through their separation. That definitely was hard. They moved into separate houses and that was a big change for us and kind of disrupted our schedules, like I was saying, with soccer every day of the week sort of thing. And I guess family struggles more so than any sort of sports struggles, but it did affect my sports. I didn't know it at the time. I thought maybe I just sucked now, you know, like, oh, I'm on the B team. I thought that I was quote unquote good and now I'm not. And I think being older and being able to look back, you see why you were not performing a certain way. But at that time, I thought, oh, I'm just not good at soccer anymore. So it's hard when that's your whole identity, too. And articulate that a little bit more. Like, again, as an adult, you realize the impact that it had. But how did it affect your performance or your play in general? Yeah, I just remember my coaches asking like, hey, you're just not like quite here. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what's going on? And I had no answer. It just was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm here. And they're like, ah, something you're like, you're not in it. You're not with it. And I'm like, it's hard because a coach tells you you're not in it, but you feel like you're in it. And so you don't quite understand, like, what's going on. You're like, well, I, I am in it. I'm trying as hard as I can. So I just must not be 
good anymore. And as an adult, as you reflect on that, what do you think was happening? Uh, just stress, you know? I, th- I probably wasn't actually in it, you know? I probably was thinking about whatever house I was going to that night, and did I move my clothes over to Dad's house, and did I do this? You know, your brain, my brain probably was elsewhere. I didn't know that it was, but I mean, it had to have been. And when did things kind of, I mean, you played in college, so obviously you were a good player despite what you felt like at moments, but when did you hit that stride like in your high school career where things started to come together, you know, on and off the field? You know what, Sean, I probably didn't actually hit it until college. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. And so uh, I remember being in the car with my mom and we were opening mail and I said, oh, I got into, you know, this college. And my mom, I remember she, we were at a stoplight, we're going to the grocery store. She started crying. She said, you applied to college? And I'm like, yeah, of course I applied to college. But for me, it was normal because all my friends had and their families had taken me on college tours. But in my family, it wasn't like a thought, really. My mom didn't even know that I had applied. So then, yeah, I went to college and I walked on for D3 and I had so much fun playing. Kind of like back to myself, I guess. Yeah. And, and was that just, you think, a part of your natural maturation? Was that getting away a little bit and just kind of being on your own? Yeah, I think that was probably the biggest part is you're away, you're on your own. It was an out of town. So I was in a dorm with friends and almost like a reset, a restart. And maturation, you're at college, like, yeah, you're, you're still maturing for sure. But you're not at mom and dad's house anymore. And you're making your own decisions. And even soccer was my decision. It wasn't my parents were telling me to play anymore. So, yeah. What's one thing you would tell your 8, 12, or 16-year-old self? Do something that you love. And again, I'm so fortunate that my parents supported whatever we did. But I'm so thankful especially for my mom and her like endless support in whatever we did, because I have a sister who does one thing, a brother that does another. I'm fully into sports. And so just find something that you love and do that thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Make sure you're ready for winter sports season by downloading the TeamSnap app from your app store. And don't forget to submit your nominations for PCA's Double Gold Coach Awards at positivecoach.org backslash awards dash programs. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.